It's Linda Cobb, and you're talking dirty with the Queen of Clean. Do you have dirt, stink, mess, cleaning frustration? Do you dread cleaning? If so, boy, are you in the right place. Cleaning may never be your personal joy, but I can show you how to clean smarter, not harder, and get out of the house faster. So let's jump right in and get started. It's Linda Cobb, and you are talking dirty with the Queen of Clean. Welcome to today's show. It is packed full of quick tips today. First of all, we're going to talk about those wool dryer balls that you use in your dryer. Well, eventually, they don't work anymore, and you have to get rid of them. But I've got a great hack for you that will keep them working longer. And how to save money on heat with these great hacks. And snow quick tips plus one surprising hack for your snow shovel. Locks won't open? Do this. Fireplace needs cleaning? Follow this hack and it'll be clean, quick, and easy. Mud on suede and you want to get it off in a hurry? This works every time. And how about speed racing bed making? And tons more all on today's show. But before we get started, I want to ask you, have you become a Queen of Clean Insider yet? Queen of Clean Insiders is my private group on Facebook. And we have a great time on there. We help each other out of all kinds of little dilemmas. Not all of them involve cleaning. We share tips and tricks with each other. We talk about various and unusual cleaning products and we rate them. There's contests. There's all kinds of things. So head on over to Facebook when you're done listening today and become a Queen of Clean Insider. It only takes minutes to do. Now, let's start out talking about those wool dryer balls that a lot of us use in the dryer instead of fabric softener sheets. Eventually, you have to get rid of them because they get pretty beat up and they kind of start fuzzing up and you get lint stuck in them. And you know the queen, I hate to throw anything out. So with mine, I have been putting some of my favorite essential oil on them and then tucking them in my boots, in my luggage, which has had a particularly stagnant smell recently from lack of use. Put them in your shoes, put them in your hamper, in your car. They do a great job. And you know what? It doesn't cost you anything but a couple of drops of essential oil and use any one you like. Now, let's talk about some ways to make heating more efficient in your home. These are really easy things you can do every day. First of all, shut off the dishwasher when it gets to the dry cycle and allow the dishes to air dry with the door partially open. By doing that, you're putting humidity out into the room, which makes your heating work more efficiently. The room will feel warmer and you're saving money on electricity. Now, did you just cook a great dinner in the oven? Leave the door open a crack when you're done. Make sure you turn the oven off first, of course. And just leave it open and let that warm air come out and warm the house up a little bit more. Replace your furnace filters frequently. A clean filter will distribute heat more efficiently. Check your filters monthly. Say maybe the first of every month they're on a special date for you. Vacuum them to remove dust and replace the filters when vacuuming alone will not get the filter clean. Now, remember, disposable filters should be replaced at the very least every three months. I really recommend every other month because I know on my own house, I get a lot of dust on those. Now, probably a lot of you are thinking, okay, 
I'll run small loads in my washer and that will save money. But a small load setting may save water, but the washing machine still goes through the same number of rotations. Avoid washing small loads when you can, believe it or not. Now, let's talk about your snow shovel for a minute. I've got a great hack for you. Now, I live in Arizona, so fortunately, I don't have to shovel snow, but I'm from Michigan, so trust me, I know snow. Give your snow shovel a coat of nonstick cooking spray before you start to shovel the snow. You won't be bothered by any of those annoying clumps that stick to the shovel. The snow will fall right off. Now, a couple of other tips, too, that everybody should remember and know when you're shoveling snow. Never shovel snow after a heavy meal. Dress in layers. Wear a hat. You lose a lot of heat through your head. Don't shovel snow after you've been drinking. And don't overload your shovel. Snow, particularly wet snow, can be very heavy. Bend your knees, make sure someone knows where you are, and pace yourself. And really, take frequent breaks. It'll be a lot better. Now, what about kids' clothes? You know, when kids have heavy coats that they wear back and forth in the winter, frequently the buttons pop off because, let's face it, they get a lot of use. So this is what you can do. Try sewing them on with Dental floss. Yes, believe it or not, use dental floss. It's stronger and longer lasting than most thread. So you'll never be bothered with those missing buttons again. And you know, if your coat is dark, you can finish it off with a few loops of dark thread. Or as my daughter-in-law does, she takes a little magic marker and just hits it real quick and it looks perfectly. Now, let's move on to some other quick tips. I told you I was going to tell you some ideas on cleaning the fireplace. Well, this one's going to surprise you because you can enjoy the comfort of curling up by a fire without a messy cleanup when you sprinkle the contents of used tea bags on the soot. The damp leaves will settle that flaky ash so that you can sweep it up, lift it up, Clean it out with minimal mess. And remember, if you have soot on the fireplace, any, any area of the fireplace, whether it's on brick, stone, painted areas, whatever, don't try to wash it off because water will set the soot into those areas. Instead, use what is called a soot and dirt removal sponge. It looks like a big brick, but you use it dry and you just erase the soot right off. Now, once you're done, if you still want to wash the area, you can. But these sponges are great. You never use them wet. But the great thing is, when you're done, you can wash them, let them dry, and they're ready to go again. Now, have you ever had a lock that just drives you crazy because it sticks every time you try to open it? And so many people think about WD-40 and silicone and things like that. But don't do that. That makes it stick more and it gets goopy and it attracts lint and fuzz and it doubles your problem. Instead, rub the teeth of the key with the tip of a pencil until the teeth are covered. Then insert and remove that key several times. The slippery graphite lubricates the keyhole so that the key will turn in the lock 
and you can open doors, cabinets, whatever. So again, you're going to use a pencil and rub that graphite over that key to make it easy to open the door. Remember, never use oil or things like that because it only creates a bigger problem. Now, a quick tip on soap scum too. You know, I'm always looking for faster, easier, better ways to get soap scum off. And one that I tried recently that I really liked was using Epsom salts. You simply mix Epsom salts with an equal amount of liquid dish detergent. Then dab that mixture onto the scummy area where your soap scum is, let it sit for about 15 minutes, and then wipe away. Those coarse salt granules add extra scrubbing power, and they easily dislodge the soap scum. And you can use them with a scrubbing sponge if you want to, which makes them work even better. Now, we talked about at the beginning of the show that I would talk to you about getting mud off a of suede. And you know, nothing's worse than getting mud on your boots, on your coat, on any of those areas, and wondering how to get it off suede. So the first thing you want to do is you never want to put water on suede. That's never a good idea. Instead, gently rub the suede surface with a slice of stale bread. I'll let you absorb that a minute. Yes, stale bread. Any kind of bread, doesn't matter. Just needs to be stale. You're going to gently rub over that muddy area. And remember, do it after the mud has dried. The bread will work like a very fine sandpaper to carefully lift the dirt, and it will not damage the suede in the process. So never throw out that stale bread. There's always a use for it. I guarantee you. And you know what? If you don't want to clean the suede, throw out some chunks for the birds during the winter in your yard. They will thank you for it. Now, my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter have long hair. And so when they're putting it up and things like that, they sometimes use bobby pins. And they're always all over the place. So even though they're great for taming flyaways, the small pins can be a real pain in the butt if they're all over the bathroom. So to organize them, stow them in a clean, empty spice bottle with large holes in it. So you're going to take the lid off, wash the bottle out, put the bobby pins in, and then put the lid back on. When you want a bobby pin, you're going to just shake it out through those holes in that container. It is a great way to do it. Keeps them off the floor, makes use of that container, and they're easy to store that way. And they're easy to put back in when you're done, too. Now, I told you I was also going to talk to you about some speed racing on bed making. Now, we all like the feel of freshly laundered sheets on the bed, but wrestling a fitted sheet onto the mattress is very frustrating. And, you know, even my husband, when I try to get him to help me do it, he says, which ends up, as we all say. Well, you know what? There's a good way to figure that out. Just look for the sheets tag. Manufacturers always put the tag on the short side of the sheet. So you'll know to put that part at the foot of the bed. So remember, tag at the foot of the bed. You can even use a fabric marker to indicate the correct corner if you want to, but it's so easy. Always look for the tag and put it on at the foot of the bed. It's quick, it's easy, and it works great. 
Now, I wanna to talk to you about broilers too. We're using our broiler pans quite a bit, getting stuff cooked and done. And they can be a real mess and they can create a fire too. So it's a good idea to be careful. So in the colder months, when you turn your broiler on to cook those steaks, be careful. And how do you solve the problem of the mess that gets in the bottom of the broiler pan? The drippings that collect in the pan below often smoke. They spatter, they flare up. To avoid this, you're simply going to line the bottom of the pan under the rack with slices of stale bread before placing the rack on. Why do you do this? Because the bread will absorb and soak up any fatty juices that fall below so that they don't smoke, they don't stink, and they don't catch fire. So again, we're going to take slices of stale bread. We're going to line that broiler pan before we put the rack on top of it. Then put your food on top of the rack, cook. You're not going to have any smoking, flare-ups, or any smells. It works every time. Now, how about nixing unwanted fridge odors? You know, you got that tuna casserole, you made it for dinner, it was great, but now the leftovers are leaving behind a less than pleasant smell in the fridge. To the rescue again, stale bread. Simply place slices of the bread on the refrigerator shelves and let them sit overnight. The bread absorbs odors, so you can just throw the slices and the smells away. So again, stale bread. Toss it on to those shelves in the refrigerator. They will absorb the odor. Take them out, throw them away. Bread gone, odor gone too. And one thing I do frequently is I use stale bread to prevent cookies from going stale. You bake a batch of your cookies. The first ones are always great. And then you go to eat some of the other ones and they're getting a little dry. To ensure that they last, store the cookies in an airtight container with a piece of stale bread. The slice will absorb excess moisture so your cats, your cookies won't get gummy. They'll stay crisp and just the way they came out of the oven. It's the quickest, easiest thing you can do to make sure that that does it. Now, one last thing. Check under your sink and see if you feel any chili draft coming out. Because you know what? Where there's plumbing, there's a good chance there's a hole in need of plugging. Anytime there's a hole where the plumbing comes in, you can get cold air, as well as bugs and rodents, to be honest. So if you see a gap around these pipes, fill in with expanding foam. Now, you can buy that at places like Walmart. You can buy it on Amazon. And just follow the directions, fill up that hole, fill up any crevices. You'll keep all that cold air out. But for me, because I don't particularly like bugs or anything else like that, it will make sure that you don't get any bugs or any rodents in the house. So guys, that's all I'm going to give you for this week. I think I've really filled you up with ideas and I'm going to, in the comments, put some links to places where you can get a couple of things that I talked about, like the soot and dirt, remo dirt removal sponge and the foam to plug up holes. Now, if you've got things you'd like me to cover on the blog or on the podcast, just go to ask 
at queenofclean.com. That's ask at queenofclean.com. Ask me your question and you'll hear me talk about it on the blog or on the podcast one of these days. Now, I want to thank you for being a listener. You know, I enjoy doing these podcasts so much. And I want to remind you, become a Queen of Clean Insider. We have so much fun. So until we meet again next week, guys, give some of these hacks a try and see if they don't work really well for you. And thanks for talking dirty with the Queen of Clean. Queen of Clean.